Stop. Stop, stop, stop. Guys, no. Please, please. Shh, 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 shh. Happy Sunday. I know I, I am a little bit elevated this week considering just a week ago, Lil Nas X's arm was around my fucking body. Okay. I don't know. You, if you don't know, I would be literally shocked. Yes. I met Lil Nas X and we're going to talk about it. We're going to talk about it all, but honestly, I just want to let you know that I am better than you. Okay. I just, I want to clear the air. I think you are great. If you're listening, you're doing your best. I'm just simply doing better. You know what I mean? And I just want to be on fair playing grounds with you guys. Okay. I want to be respectful, but I do want to let you guys know that I am better than you as of seven days ago. Okay. I still love you. I still appreciate you. You're still special. Okay. I'm just specialer. So happy Sunday. Welcome back to Brunch with Desby. I'm your host, Des, also known as Des B, Lil Nas X champion, Lil Nas X twerk demonstrator, twerkulator. Okay, that is me. I am that bitch. And we're going to be chatting about a lot of things today. As you guys know, last week I went to Austin, Texas with Tula. And last week on the episode, I told you guys, I was like, listen, I don't even know if I'm going. Uh, I haven't haven't heard back, you know, <laughs> kind of left me on red, but there was just a lot of intricate things going on. So I was able to go and it was so much fun. I, I was like completely blown away by the experience. And again, we'll, we'll chat a little bit more about it before I get into this episode. But I want to really talk to you guys today about just time away as a mom, time away in general how to, how to do it, how to maintain your identity. And this is sure targeted for moms. Cause obviously I'm someone who just went away and that I was, this was not a thing when I was postpartum with Maddox. You know what I mean? Like I, it did not leave. It was also quarantine. It was also COVID. There's a lot of different things. And I feel like as a mom, I can really give you guys two different insights because I've had this experience that a lot of people will never have of being in COVID quarantine, all this weird shit. And then also kind of having that like Uno reverse of like, Hey, this is what it should be, you know? So I feel like I can give you guys a lot of really cool, like outlooks in comparison to someone who, you know, just like had babies five years ago where like COVID wasn't even a thing um, and stuff like that. So Um, Speaking of COVID, COVID is officially dead. Okay. I I don't know if you guys have like seen or kept up with the news. I know news gives me anxiety. So like I don't do anything. But the last update that I saw was the fact that like, if you have COVID, like just keep going. That's like the new motto. Like if you have COVID, like just keep going, you know, like no big deal. We have gone from complete lockdown, complete stay at home, two weeks at home, quarantine, at home working, whatever it might be to like we'll see you in the office tomorrow, you know? And so it's really interesting. Um, the advances, I guess that we've had in understanding what this is, um, very intriguing to me. Okay. But, um, other than that on the news, let's talk about a really big thing that happened. And again, you guys know it's my Wednesday night. All right. So I'm not completely updated. This could change a little bit. Dottie Couture. All right. This is a online boutique as well as in person. They had a few stores based out of Indiana, small business that has been up and running for 13 years. Three years ago, this coming month, my sister started becoming affiliated with them. And in with that happening, I shared them, right? I bought, I've bought so much from them. I've always loved my experience. 
loved everything about it. The weird thing that happened this past week is on Tuesday, they said, we have an announcement. Everyone's kind of like, hmm, interesting. They announced at 12 p.m. that they are closing their doors after 13 years. All right, which, you know, very sad. Sad when small businesses go out of business, right? But the the weird thing was they said, we're going, we're, we're giving up. No, I'm just kidding. We're, we're going out of business, but it's literally this Friday. Meaning like four days, right? It's Tuesday. They're closing their damn doors and online everything Friday. All right. So, okay, no big deal. Kind of shocking, but like, let's get on with it. So they send out an email and then boom, within 20 minutes of even announcing a liquidation sale, meaning they're getting rid of everything, site goes down. There's no stock on the site. The owner goes private on Instagram, removes Dottie from her bio. Dottie Couture Instagram goes disabled. Facebook got Dottie Couture goes disabled. There is not a fucking trace of Dottie Couture. Every influencer, their like bank account that shows like how much they made that month of October went to zero. Like no one's heard from anyone. None of the affiliates even got like a personalized email. No, no notification. Some people like that's extra money for them. Like my sister, like that was her extra mo- Like that was her car payment, right? Like that's how she maybe paid for electric or whatever she put that money towards. But like that was extra income that is gone. Right. And, um, compared to like, you know, other people, that's, that's like what they do. So I kind of think about it. Like, imagine if I woke up in Alani nutrition, just like ghosted everyone, right? Like that's a lot of people, not only were they supplying product to, but also people that were making money off of them as a business, right? That's why you never put all, put all your eggs in one basket. Let that be a, a lesson. However, anyway, fast forward. Okay. The, the weird sketchy thing is right now that's going on on the news. And hopefully by this time on Sunday, maybe we have an update and I will give you that update on brunch with Desby on the Instagram, but there's a bunch of ex affiliates, right? Cause they're obviously not anymore that are in a Facebook group. And there's just like a lot of talk going on of like, what's going on. Has anyone heard from them? Some people, Hey, I placed an order Tuesday. Like it still says it's going to be shipped. Some people have even gone by the actual storefront. Ladies, there's nothing in there. There's nothing like no mannequins, no clothes, no, it's a, from what I understand, it's a blank ass store. You wouldn't even know someone inhabited it. Right. So next weird thing that happens is we hear that her husband, the owner's husband randomly quit his teaching job the other day. Right. Weird. Then Someone else says that the, the note written kind of like, you know, Hey guys, I'm so sad. We're closing the doors. They blamed it on COVID, which I totally get it at first. Right. But some ex employees have spoke up and said, listen, this has nothing to do with COVID. I can assure you of that. So it's a little weird right now. Some people are saying like it's giving true crime because the, the note didn't like sound like it was written from her, which I mean, if you have a PR team, like you're probably doing it. Um, like someone else is writing it for you. But I will say with a very sensitive and emotional post like that, you'd probably write it yourself, right? So I'm really interested to see how this all plays out. My sister was literally contacted by the news, like WNDU or like Indiana News for the story because people are just like, what the fuck's going on? So I'm, I hope that they comment on it, right? Because I hope that means that they're okay. But it is a little bit concerning when people like that just kind of like go rogue. So 
let's just hope that they're okay. But also like very interested to see the bottom of like why this just puffed away. You know, they were just posting like reels, like new arrivals. Like there was no even guess that anything was kind of going on. You know what I mean? So that is, um, really sad and also very sad for my sister. Um, because again, that, that is money that people, people make and depend on. Um, so anyways, that's kind of like the big story for today is like me kind of going like, uh, WTF is going on. Other thing I wanted to talk about was I did watch blonde. I watched blonde for you guys. All right. And I, I mentioned that last episode. They're like, Hey, um, I'm going to try to try to watch it, you know, not sure how it's going to go. And I will, I will say it was probably one of the stupidest fucking movies that I've ever seen ever. Like I love Marilyn Monroe. I love the idea of Marilyn Monroe. I, I want to know more about her, but I feel like the way that the movie was written was so fucking dumb. Like it was so jumpy it was very confusing. Like as someone who just wants to know more, Hey, I just want to know Marilyn Monroe did not give me any context. Like she's like fucking multiple dudes. All of a sudden she's pregnant. Then she gets an abortion, which like all of this also is like pretty unsettling, like a very graphic type of movie. And the only thing I will say that the, that the movie is getting a lot of hate on that I will kind of have this devil's advocate for. A lot of people said that it showed her as a very weak woman when in fact she also did pave the way for a lot of women in Hollywood. Without knowing her life and just understanding some of the, the, the younger years of her, the way that they did, depicted her, I wouldn't say was necessarily weak, but I think they also really encaptured how women were truly treated back in the fifties, you know? So like we've come such a long way in women empowerment, the ability to fucking vote. I mean, all the shit we never, can you imagine not being able to vote right now? That's crazy. Right. But men ruled everything back in that time. Um, and so I think in a way they depicted that in, in a good way. You know, like they really showed that she was used and abused and that's not how we treat women. However, again, I don't know her true story. Right. So I can't sit here and be like, Oh yeah, it was on point because was she really like that? I, like, I don't know. Um, but that's also my point is that the fucking movie did jack shit of telling you who she was, what she did. Like it was all confusing I think the acting, I think the, the art behind it was pretty well done. I think it was well produced in terms of like quality and hair and makeup. I think they casted really well. Um, but like the rest of it, no, you know, like, no, just save yourself almost three fucking hours, three, almost three fucking hours. Guys, this movie is, I think it's like two hours and 47 fucking minutes. Ridiculous. I had to watch it in two parts, bitch. That's how old I am. So um, honestly, don't recommend just don't watch it. It's like literally a waste of time. 
find yourself a documentary on her. Like, I don't know where you would find one, but that's going to do you a ton more service than watching that movie. Um, so yeah, that, that was, that's my recommendation for the week. Now tonight is Handmaid's Tale. Okay. Last week, I'm going to talk about for a second. And again, I know I'm always a week behind. I'm like, why do I talk about this? Because it comes out, you know, and I'm, I'm a week behind, but I'm like, dude, but I just love chatting about it with you guys. Okay. So quick Handmaid's recap. I was emotionally distraught at the end of last week's episode. Now, I guess by the time you're listening to this two weeks ago, right? So last, last episode is when the guy gets his fucking legs blown off, bitch from that mine. Did anyone else just like jaw drop? Did he, did, did anyone like, I literally the pa- the last 90 seconds of the whole episode was like enough for me to be like, I'm never watching again. My heart was racing and then the, and then they get separated at the end. What the fuck? I was crying, crying. So now I'm really stressed because I feel like Nick is going to step in and try to save June or, um, maybe, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm literally blanking right now. Uh, 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 Oh, Joseph off Joseph, you know, him, uh, I'm literally blinking the old guy. Okay. I think he might step in to try to save June. We kind of know that they like collectively want to do what's right for her, but I'll be interested. Cause like now the husband's involved. Oh my God. It's just gonna, it's going to be messy. Okay. Like we're really picking up speed. It's been a slow season. And right now they're just like giving it to us like from the back. And I'm like, Oh my God, slow down. You know what I mean? So that is on tonight. I'm excited about that. Um, now other than that though, like guys, let's be honest. I'm kind of popping off lately. Like I'm kind of glowing. All right. I feel like I really just have like this new wind coming in and feeling like so supported by my family, by my family, meaning even just my husband. Um, and it's amazing what, what better mood you're in when you're helped And my love language is access service. So when I am serviced to, (laughs) when I'm helped, I feel loved. And, um, I feel appreciated and I feel seen. And so I've been able to just be able to make new content. I've been able to do my try on hauls. I have time editing them. I like, it's just been really fun. I feel really supported and, um, you know, I'm, I'm having more sex, you know, it's, it's great. Like it's amazing how much more mind space you have to like, want to be sexual when you're not stressed out. You know what I'm saying? Like, when you don't have that resentment built up and, and, you know, fellow moms or even people who are just going through like maybe a little bit of a dry spell with your partner right now, are they helping you? Are they like, is your partner helping you right now? Are you guys on the same wave, same wavelength? Are they helping you with laundry or helping with the dog or helping with the kid? Whatever. However, do you feel helped or do you feel like you're playing fucking mommy? You know what I'm saying? Cause like, let me tell you when I'm playing mommy, I don't want to be mommy no, I'm mom. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, it's not sexy to play mommy to your partner. It's not. Okay. So that is my biggest like breakthrough of the past like couple weeks is just like, damn, like it's kind of nice to feel sexual. Also experiencing the traumatic birth with Maddox really held me off on sex for a long time after. And I think I've mentioned this before, how they shoved their whole fucking arms up my vagina with no consent. And it it, like, I literally did not want to be anything going up there. Fingers, dick, 
tampon, no, nothing I could physically put up there myself or it like it was just very traumatic for me. I can't, I can't even put it into words. It was terrible. And I'm very grateful that this past experience with Archie has kind of like healed that for me. Um, also something I was very upfront with the doctors when we were giving birth, I was like, whatever you're doing, I don't care if it has to be done right away. Like you need to tell me. And I shared my experience with them and they were very understanding. So anyways, point being I'm having a lot of sex. All right. I'm kind of fucking glowing. I got that dick glow. And that's kind of gross. Cause honestly, dicks are so ugly, but I got that glow. I got that fresh peen anyways let's just let let's let's move on from that okay last week we kind of chatted about skincare corner radiant skin tint etc now honestly we're gonna keep that energy because last week when I was in Austin and used the skin tint I feel like I did a better job applying it because this time I used a beauty blender and not my fingers All right. So if you want more of a thick finish, like a thick, thick, nice cake, not cake Don, but a nice finish, use your fingers to apply. If you want more of that, like kind of just overlay a little bit of skin tint, not necessarily like a foundational look, definitely use a beauty blender. I also think that setting it in my T zone with a little bit of setting powder was really a game changer. If you're looking to really double up on SPF, you can also set it in with Super Goop with their powder SPF. This would be iconic for you if you're someone who also needs that. So I will link those in the show notes, link in bio description box. That is a really great place to be. Um, There is also some holiday kits available on Tula's website. We have the sugar scrub back, the holiday sugar scrubs, bitch, uh, like fucking hot cocoa, sugar plum. It like, oh my God, they smell so good. I love using these nights after I I wear makeup. So if I wear makeup, I'll use my makeup, no makeup oil remover, cult classic cleanser, and then I will scrub. And it just feels really good. I feel like I get everything off and it just refreshes my skin. Oh my God, guys, I'm like getting horny talking about it. I love the way my skin fucking feels after that three-step process. Like, ugh, iconic. The last thing that I will say about skincare that I've been sleeping on is usually I use my antioxidant spray. All right. This is like a nice little like refresh, brighten up spray that you can use on the go or wherever you want to be. However, I switched back this past week to the signature glow spray. Now this was our first spray from Tula and it just gives such a nice refreshing feel that smells so good. And it's like iridescent in the bottle. It is just so milky and pretty. And I've been really sleeping on that. So I've been loving that. Also, there's some holiday kits on Sephora. And if you bitches have not gotten your eye patches back or like reordered, you need to go right now. They have a huge sale. Um, They literally have the cucumber eye patches and the gold eye patches plus more for, I think it was $78. Guys, the gold eye patches alone are usually like $77. It's like $158 savings. Like you need to fucking run. And again, I will link those. I've been putting them on my Instagram this past week. So I'm like, you bitches need to go get this before it sells out. Um, So yeah, that's my skincare corner for the week. Um, Definitely iconic. And I would highly recommend. Okay, stay fucking glowy. I know it's the winter. 
I know you're like, oh, I don't need SPF. Yeah, you do, bitch. All right. Um, I'm actually headed to a wedding this weekend that you guys will see me at as of yesterday. Friends from college are getting married. Kind of fucking cool. Definitely going to be fucked up for sure. But I will be wearing my skin tint. All right. So when you guys look at my makeup and you're like, bitch, you look so good. I'm not lying, honeys. Okay. All I'm using is my skin tint. I've really been loving too mixing shade eight and shade 10. And then if I need a little bit more like bronzing look, um, just because obviously if I self tan, like my body, I like to just use my contour stick and then just run a little bit down my neck and it blends really good. So anyways, let's get into today's episode. Let's talk about everything. And, and yeah, let's just, we got to go. Before we officially get into today's episode, I did want to thank my partners, Better Help. Because of them, I have been getting better with help. BetterHelp is an online teletherapy program, and within a 72-hour period, you can be matched with your own personal therapist that is applicable to you and what you are going through. This is an app that is directly on your phone. You're able to communicate with your therapist right then and there, and they are also going to be licensed to you based off of your location. So this isn't a, this isn't no funny business. This isn't no, you know, not qualified people helping you. These are educated professionals there to listen to you. If you use code DESB at checkout, you are able to get 10% off of your first month, or you can use my link betterhelp.com slash DESB and you will get 10% off of your first month. I've been with BetterHelp for over a year and a half now and it has just really been a home away from home for me while I'm able to stay in my home. There's not a lot of licensed professionals near me that I would feel comfortable going to. And to be honest, I don't have the fucking time. So to be able to hop on my app and schedule a call when it is available to me is pretty huge and pretty awesome. So again, with code DESBY, you can get 10% off of your first month. And you can also click the link in the show notes description box link in bio and follow that as well. You'll fill out a questionnaire. And like I said, you'll be matched with a licensed therapist. So thank you, BetterHelp, for sponsoring this podcast and get better today. Mm. I am drinking a diet Mountain Dew and it's been a minute. Mm. Fuck. Oh my God. Mountain Dew, that like citrus flavor is so fucking spicy. (laughs) So this past weekend, oh my God, bitch. I met Lil and I was like, look, I have a fuck. Okay. I have to tell you guys this story first. I have to tell you guys this story first. This is, this is like where all of my like, listeners are going to drop off after the story. It's going to be like, yeah, average duration. Listen, it's going to be like 30 minutes. (laughs) No, just kidding. Please listen to the end. Okay. So I'm, we're at ACL fest, right? Obviously Allie and AJ is on and they come out and I'm going to be honest. They didn't come out swinging. All right. I was really expecting, you know, chemicals react or, you know, on a roller coaster ride, everything, you know, whoa, whoa, or, na, 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 na. you know what I'm saying? It's been too long. It's been too long. It's been, yep. 
For you to call back. Mm. Normally I would just forget that. Oh, except for the fact it was my birthday. Ooh, my stupid birthday. Ooh, I played along. I played along. Okay, bitch. I could. I kind of just fucking snapped on that. Okay, I could have kept going. All right, Allie and AJ, the 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 songbirds of our generation. They just didn't come out swinging for me. Okay, so Lil Nas X was about to go on, and everyone was about to head over there, and I was like, oh, do I go? You know, before this, I bought a cowboy hat. You know, I, I kind of wanted to match the vibe a little bit. I was looking a little bit EDC, you know, which is not shocking for me, but I wanted to, I wanted to westernize it. So I bought a cowboy hat. It was so cute. I'm definitely going to keep wearing it. It's adorable. So I'm here in my cowboy hat. I'm like, you know what? Yeah. Let's just go over to Lil Nas X. I, you know, I didn't get to see him in concert a month ago. Um, so like, let's go over there. Cause I really want to go see it. Okay. So we go over there and we get pretty close. You know, we're by no means front row, but we're like, we got pretty good viewing where we're standing in like the middle of the field, right? All of a sudden this lady walks past me. I'm talking like in her fifties, in her fifties for, for real. And she is just like this psychedelic electric queen. Okay. And she passes by me and she grabs me kind of like tw- twists me around to where we're like face to face, kind of like almost like she knew me, but obviously she didn't. And she was like, Oh, <gasps> Oh my God, I love your outfit. And I was like, wait, I love your outfit. We were both pink from head to fucking toe. Like you could just tell the pink girls know the pink girls, you know what I'm, you know what I'm trying to say? So I was, she was like, I love your outfit. Where'd you get it from? I was like, oh, it's from Beachy Dolls, you know, whatever. She was like, oh, so cute. Oh my gosh, we have to take a photo. I was like, okay. So I took her phone. We're, we're like taking some stuff, like, woo, you know? And I, we were like twin flame. And she was like, I was like, have so much fun, whatever. So I turn around, you know, we're talking, we're taking some photos, whatever. Not even like, I feel like 30 seconds later, she is sprinting through the crowd at me. Like I thought she was going to fucking tackle me like a linebacker. You know what I mean? She looks at me, she goes, you come on. And I was like, what? And she was like, I security told me to come grab three people. Um, like you guys, you know, all of you guys can come like whatever. And so like Emily and a friend we made, her name's Juju. She's like the coolest ever. Um, they were just kind of like, uh, you know, like, uh, and I was like, okay. Like, so I just kind of went and I kept looking back at them. Cause I was like, you know, if for some reason she was just kind of fucked up, like on drugs or something, I like, I know where they are. I'll just like go back in the crowd, you know, like not a big deal. So we, she brings me through the crowd and, uh, all of a sudden, I mean, lo and behold, she takes me to the security. Um, and so then her friends are there and he's like, you can, we can only have seven. And she was like, well, she's going, meaning like me, she's looking at me. And I was like, all right, fuck yeah. I'm, I'm like solidified. So some other people got fucked over. All right. I'm like, see ya, not my problem. So we go to backstage and at this point in time, she's chatting with me. She's like, you know what? I knew you had to come with me. Like there was something about your energy and we we're both wearing the same colors. And I was like, I'm like, I said, I'm, I'm honored. Like, thank you so much. Um, this is like so cool. So we start to get the tea and basically he's, you know, coming out with a new single and basically like, we just need you guys to shake your ass on stage. And I literally was like, I am fucking born for this. I am born for this all of those countless nights of shaking my ass in the mirror trying to figure it out all of the time in between my sets in while I'm working out 
downstairs in the basement, the times I'm trying to learn to twerk and shake my ass, it was for this fucking moment, okay? And believe me, when I tell you I, I shake my ass in the mirror, like I'm not lying. I always wonder how they make their ass clap and like how they like make it like jiggle. And I always practice it. I do. I really do. Okay. So 40 minutes go by. 40 minutes. We get front row seats. We're in front of everyone. Um, We're like where security only is. We're like where media goes to like take photos. We are right there. It is the coolest experience ever. I felt famous and I wasn't, but I let myself feel that. Okay. So fast forward. He, uh, you know, they're like, Hey, next song, you know, whatever we all put our phones up. Um, and I'm just ready to shake my ass. You know, let me tell you, I was not going to wear underwear. I was not going to wear underwear that day. I'm so grateful. I did. The only thing that sucked is that the dress that I had on, it was so silky that it kept riding up. And I was like, you know what? If I, if I did not have kids at home or a husband, you better believe I would have let my bare ass fly. Cause I had that like rhinestone cover on it. And I think it would have low key been giving, but I got kids at home. This shit was going to be on YouTube guys. We were stream. They were streaming on Hulu live. This wasn't just like a ha ha ha. Only the people at the concert can like video it. No, 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 no. This was on Hulu live and it is forever on YouTube. Okay. So I was like, um, I need to be prepared to like not do that. So I kept pulling down my thing, but right when I got on there guys, okay, let me tell you, I want, I wanted to always be a pop star. If you told me tomorrow, like Des, do you want to like get on stage and like start talking? I, I'll find a way. I was never the best public speaker. I would get really nervous, but when it comes to performing on stage and having like a personality, I will 100% throw down no fucking doubt about it. And you know, when I was walking up on that stage, I was like, you know, I have one, I have one shot ever to be on stage with Lil Nas X. I am not going to be the bitch that walks off the stage and be like, damn, I should have like been better. You know what I mean? So right when we get on the stage, I was nervous to like approach Lil Nas X because like, I did not want, I dude, I, my biggest fear, I did not want security to come like pound me down. Like I did, I was so scared. Like I didn't want to get too close and then security be like, hey, hey, hey. you know, <laughs> can you imagine that? Desby gets booed. Like I, I was just so scared. So I, I kind of like steered my way around. That's the only thing I'll regret. And I'll tell you that in a second. So he's playing this song, has us come to the front of the stage, has us start turning around. Guys, I just start going off. Listen, I don't know how to really shake. I don't know how to shake it, shake it. All right. I am in fact a white female. All right. I will own that. I am not the best ass shaker around, but I put my whole fucking ass into it. All right. I didn't know what, whatever ass I had back there, I made sure it was doing something. Okay. And my confidence just came out to play. I was, I was feeling it. I was feeling the music. And all of a sudden I look up and Lil Nas X is literally looking at me eye to eye. I mean, we are having contact. I'm like, I'm like giving him the vibe, you know, like your eyes where you're just like, yeah, what's good. What's good. I was shaking my ass. I turned my foot in. I kind of like popped it from the side and he literally is on beat with the music. His dancer is like clapping with me, like clapping, like, Ooh, Ooh. And Lil Nas is like, yeah, 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 yeah. Like cheering me on. And I was getting so fucking hyped. So then son goes off. He walks towards me. I'm like, holy shit, holy shit. And he puts his armor on me. He goes, Hey, this is my champion right here. And like, I, w I was speechless. I 
just remember, I was like, keep smiling because again, if you like try to talk or you whatever, you're not gonna get a good picture and you're gonna be pissed. This is the only part I regret. I told you guys I was scared to get close to him because of, you know, security. And the only other thing I was scared of is like my underwear showing in a photo. All right. So I kind of took this side approach of like, you know, like a, like a sorority picture where you're kind of like hands are on your knees, like, yay, you know, smiling. And I wish I would have just gotten closer to like be right next to him. That's the only thing I regret. And even in that moment, I'm like, do I really regret it? Because even right now I don't have a photo of that. You know what I mean? Like, I don't even know where that photo is or would be. So right now I'm just like the photo that I got of him with his arm around me. I don't give a fuck. Now, if I was someone who didn't have that, like if I didn't have that photo and I, I like didn't have any other like cool photo. And then I was also like a mile away from him. I would have been like, damn it. You know, but trust me, I perform, I performed per slay. That was me. So that's how I met Lil Nas X. Yes. Did I end up just getting asked to go on stage? Sure. But I think the cool thing about it was the timing of it all. I wasn't going to wear a cowboy hat, which honestly just wouldn't have gone. Like if I didn't have my hat on, the vibe wouldn't have been right on his stage. You know, long live Montero, long live Montero, Lil Nas X, long live Desby. You know, like I was glad I had the hat. The other thing was like, I thought about staying at Allie and AJ. I really wanted to hear them play potential breakup song, Chemicals React. But in my heart, I knew I wanted to see Lil Nas X. And if we would have even like left or moved five minutes later, two minutes later, I would have never crossed paths with this girl who ended up choosing me, not just like security. Like this girl came all the way back through the crowd to find me. What if we would have moved? What if we would, you know what I mean? All these things. So that's what I think is really interesting about it is the fact that like, it's just divine intervention, right? I was in the right place at the right time and it was really cool. So um, shout out to the girl who brought me up to security, chose me. I'm honored. Thank you for turning away other people to have me go up instead of them. It was the coolest highlight of my life. And I don't think I will ever really get over it. I just want to say that right now. If I mention it on future podcasts, if I mention it on posts, if I post it again, honestly, just shut the fuck up and like, like the post. You know what I'm saying? Like this is forever something I will never, ever forget, especially being a fan of Lil Nas X. It wasn't just like a random, like, oh, Billy Ray Cyrus. Like it's someone who I, I genuinely listen to daily, especially during my workouts and also love to death. Um, I just, I think that <laughs> he is so funny, um, especially with last week's episode. Now that, that was the awkward part though, is he definitely, he definitely ain't a fan of God. And then like with what we talked about last week, I was like, yeah, um, I'm definitely going to hell now. So that's tight. Um, but without further ado too, before getting into the rest of the episode, I do want to just thank you guys so much for the feedback of last week's episode. I had not one negative remark in my email, in my DMs. I told you fuckers not to DM me though, but I had nothing negative. Like all of you guys were just very receptive in honoring the questions I asked. And again, I've not been able to respond to every single one of you, but I have read every single email and message message. And I just want to say thank you so much 
from the bottom of my heart to giving me resources, giving me podcasts to listen to, giving me tips and tricks and encouragement, or even just honoring like, Hey Des, I'm in the same boat as you. Like cheers. You know what I mean? So, um, I just, I really appreciate you guys so much for doing that. It was really cool. And if you haven't listened to last week's episode, please do, you know, regardless of your spirituality, religion, thought processes, anything. I just think it's always interesting and special to challenge what you have known, or even just to hear people's different, um, ways that they interpret things. And I think that's really cool. So let's get into this weekend. So I did want to just kind of chat about like all things mom guilt and going. So when I went on this trip and I said yes to this trip, my biggest thing that was going to hold me back was knowing that I had to pump. I tossed back and forth for like three weeks. Do I want to continue breastfeeding? I really did. Like, I was like, do I just want to be done? Archie's almost five months old. And he is, he is now at the time I was thinking he's almost five months old. Am I, am I just done? Am I just going to be done? And I just, in my heart, like I'm not, I'm not done. I, it, it, it's a lot of work feeding a baby out of a bottle. Like it, it really is. And breastfeeding is going well for me. So it's like, why throw that away? I don't want to throw it away. I like the intimacy. I like the bond. So going on this trip, I brought my LV pump. Now I really love my LV pump. I am very shocked that I love my LV pump. I thought that I would hate it, especially because I hated it when I had Maddox. I did have the older version of it. I will say that I got the new LV stride versus the older LV that came out. What was then like two years ago. Okay. So I do love it. Um, it was great. I wanted to talk a little bit first about how I transported and did my pumping. A lot of people asked, how did I manage my pumping and nursing schedule or how do I manage it? When I'm nursing, I don't pump at all unless I am out of the house and he needs a bottle. He'll have a bottle because I have some pumped like milk, you know, stored. He'll have a bottle and then I'll pump. Other than that, he is exclusively on the breast. So when I went away for this trip, I pumped just like I kind of did um, and would mimic his nursing sessions. So I usually feed him every two and a half to three hours or on demand when he shows me that he's hungry. However, being away, having a schedule, I just did, hey, every three hours, I'm gonna pump. There were a few times that I went like three hours and 40 minutes, almost four hours, but also just like variability of babies. Sometimes they're gonna nap longer. Sometimes they're gonna nap shorter. Sometimes, you know, whatever it might be. I just knew I had to make sure that I was pumping. I could not go multiple sessions of 10 hours, right? Like I couldn't go that whole trip and only pump twice. I would have been fucked. There would have been, my milk would have diminished. Okay. Could I have relactated and got it back? Maybe, but it would have taken a lot of work. So I knew I had to stay on top of it. So when I went on the airplane, uh, I did not have to pump until I was in the airport. So I brought no milk through. I was all good. All I did was have my pump parts. I also did not bring an ice pack through security because when you are having fresh expressed milk, the milk is good at room temperature for four hours. Okay. Four hours. It can sit out on a, you know, in a bag. Okay. So once I got to the hotel um, and had pumped, I had milk that I could then transfer into the fridge. Now that milk that is in the fridge, any fridge that is good in the fridge for four days. If you do not put it in a freezer before then, it is quote bad. That is when you will want to use it maybe for a milk bath or put it into soaps or whatever it might be. But you cannot feed that to a baby if it is five days old from the fridge. Okay. 
If you put it in the freezer before that, before that four days or on that fourth day, a regular freezer in a fridge, it will last six months. This is why it's very important to date your milk bags. If you put it in a deep freezer, it will be good for one year. Okay. Always make sure you're using your oldest milk first as well. This just makes sure that it obviously you can use what will go bad first. So once I was there and pumping, I would pump and I had these Medela, um, kind of like on the go cleansing wipes. Since Archie is not a NICU baby. And since he is also old enough, I could use the fridge hack for my pumping stuff. So I would put my pumping stuff in the fridge in between sessions. Or if I was out and about, I would simply just wipe it down and then just like leave it. Okay. Was it, was it the most sanitary? No, but like I kept them in a separate wet bag. So it was not touching any of the outside environment or anything like that. If I was out and about. So throughout those 24 hours, I washed them two times with those Medela pads. And then like I left them out overnight to dry stuff like that. Used a little bit of water, had it set up a little bit. I really recommend those wipes. They make it a lot easier. So you don't have to travel with like dish soap. Other than that, every three hours I would pump, put the milk away, do it again after three hours. I did make sure to bring my LV charger. So in between pumps, I'd make sure my charger was pumped. The thing that differentiated was when I went to the festival, you could only have a certain size bag. And I didn't know if you could bring in two bags. And the last thing I was going to do was get to the front of the gate and then be like, you can't take this and like take my pump away or something. So I decided to go about eight hours stretch. Now that's a really long time, but I mimicked in the way that Archie was like sleeping. So I was like, okay, if I'm going to pretend like he's sleeping right now, which is what I would do like at night, pretend he slept through the night. When I get to pumping, finally, I will need to then pump every three hours. Cause I'm kind of like almost playing him like a vampire. Like he's sleeping through the day awake at night. So I went that eight hour stretch without pumping. My titties were full, bro. They were hard. I needed to pump. It felt so good when I was able to pump. And then after that, I just simply stayed up, pumped every three hours. And then before you know it, I was on my way home. There ended up being two bags of milk that I had to put holes through. Um, which I did like in the top of the label so that I wouldn't get them mixed up to uh, signify that they were bad milk. So I left them out too long. They were just, you know, sitting at room temperature for six hours, seven hours, whatever it might be. And that's okay. For as much milk as I went, I wasn't really going the weekend to pump thinking that I would bring back a ton of milk. Now the milk I did bring back, I kept in a little, um, in my little wet bag and it was pretty much kept at room temperature for that time. But when I got into the airport and got home, the wet bag that I have is very, it's pretty insulated. It was still cold. So I was able to transfer it right into the fridge and it was good. If my flight would have been any longer, I would have taken, I would have taken like a little ice pack or something to make sure that all the milk stayed cold, but it was a pretty short trip. So it worked out really well for me. So my biggest tip for anyone who wants to travel away from their children, but has to pump, especially if you are, are removed postpartum, like say you're like four or five months postpartum, you can go for five hours without pumping and then go back home and just go back to normal. You're not going to have a huge milk hit. If you're someone that's like less than three months postpartum, when that supply is still really regulating, you do want to make sure you're on top of your shit. You really do. At the end of the day, the best pump is your child. 
babies can extract extract milk that even pumps cannot. You might be on the pump. You're like, damn, dude, this is like really hard suction. It is, but babies can suck even more efficiently. It's crazy. Okay. But as much as you can get that mimicked is going to be important. So if you want to go travel, if you want to get away from the kids, if you want to just book a fucking hotel for the night and get away from your husband and get away from the kids or get away from your wife, whoever it is, you can do it and it is fucking worth it. All right. This weekend was pretty, it was pretty easy. I'm not going to lie in this past weekend. When you're listening to this, I have to do it again, but I've been able to take so much better care of myself because I get to like leave and like do stuff now. Like it's been so night and day from when I had Maddox. And a lot of that has to do with COVID. A lot of that has to do with the fact that the world was shut down. Don't get me wrong, but damn, I felt so refreshed coming home. Like I was just like, wow, like that. It, I felt like me again. And I hadn't felt that in a while. Like I hadn't had that ability to go away from my, by myself and like without Wyatt, like it was just a trip me. And then like, obviously Emily and stuff, but like, I haven't done that in so long, like literally since before COVID gone on like a trip by just like by me, but with, by myself, not with Wyatt, not with anything. And it was just really rejuvenating. And also just an affirmation that like, you can still be you and be a mom. You know, I can still be Des and not just like mama Des, you know? And it was just really inspiring even like to myself. I was like, damn, I'm out here in a bus with my pump up my dress out here fucking grinding for my kids at home while still being a bad bitch fucking twerking on stage with Lil Nas X. I'm sorry, I'm not gonna stop talking about it. But it was... It was so cool. And you know, every woman that came up to me on that trip, which we met so many cool new people, like I truly was like shook at the people that were there. The people that saw me pumping, all of them were like, you are amazing. Like that is so cool. Are you, you're pumping right now? That is so badass. Some people are like, I would have never known you had two kids. Like it was just really fun to not be seen as like just a mom. And it was super fucking cool. Um, so a few questions, um, people had was, I feel guilty asking people to help, um, to watch my kids. Like they have their own life. You know, how do, how do you get better at that? And, you know, I think I mentioned this even last episode or two episodes ago, the more you ask, you would be shocked at how many people are like, yeah, I'm so glad you asked. You know, there'll be times I'll ask my mom, like, mom, like, do you think you could, you know, come over on Thursday and you know I really just I I have to get this done or I I want to do this or whatever it might be and she's like yeah yeah absolutely now do I think that having a village is important to motherhood absolutely I am not I am not ignorant to the fact that I have a very supportive husband and family and sadly not everyone does. And I, I want to 100% honor that. I get it. But if you have the help, if you have the people that want to help, even if it's just your best friend, you know, maybe you're part of your family's a, a piece of shit, but you have some friends that are just, they're always there for you. Ask them. You'd be shocked. You would be shocked at who would help do that. Even if, even if you're home, 
hey, I'm home, but like, can you come over and also help? Like, I'd really love to shower. I'd love to vacuum the floors and just have them watch your kid. Like, again, you would be shocked at how many people when you ask are like, oh my God, absolutely. Now, I think there is a difference between using people. I think you need to be aware of why you're asking. You know, I, I've seen people take advantage of people who want to help, but from from the people who probably watch this podcast, I don't think that's you. Okay. I don't think you're here to take advantage of someone, but you need to take better care of you because then you get to be a better, like everything of you, better wife, better partner, better friend, better sister, better aunt, better worker, better employee, better boss, better anything. So definitely don't be afraid to ask. How do you, how to get over jealousy of your husband being able to drop and go when you can't because of the baby? This has been really hard for me. Um, was really hard for me with Maddox was a little bit hard for me when I had Maddox and was just pregnant with Archie because Wyatt had like nine fucking trips at one point. Do you guys remember that? He was like gone every week. I was like, what the fuck? Um, but I think now seeing him step in and help, it really has shown me like, yeah, I, I can, I can also drop and go. Yeah. I really can. If I told Wyatt next weekend, hey, I'm going to go get a hotel for the night, navigate it, he would. So I think giving him that responsibility, especially this past like Tula event, giving him that responsibility and seeing him crush it. When I came home, I literally told him, I said, that was so much fun. Like, thank you so much for being just like a great dad. Like this, this was really great for me. And he was like, no problem. Like he, he literally told me, he's like, do it, do it more often. I said, well, I'm about to go get a hotel this month. He said, do it. And, and we laughed, you know, but I think the minute that you open that, that gate and your, your partner steps in to help and you see them finesse it and you're like, oh my gosh, thank you so much. The more that you, that resentment kind of leaves because you realize you can do it too. Now I understand like for me, it's a little bit harder to drop and go because I'm breastfeeding. But again, like that's why I have a pump. Bitch, I'm, I'm fucking out, dude. I will go pump and I will see you guys later. You know what I mean? So I think it's all of a mindset thing. Um, but again, this is all new for me because I did not have the same experience with Maddox. And I'm, I'm so grateful though that I'm having it with Archie. Um, how do you deal with postpartum anxiety? I struggle sometimes bad, can't afford therapy and want to avoid meds. I totally understand um, wanting to avoid medicine. I don't think there's anything wrong with meds. I think if you need to be medicated, do it. But if someone wants to just try to manage it themselves before taking that route, I also think more power to you, okay? You know your limit, you know your boundaries, and I just want you to be honest about that with yourself. Um, postpartum anxiety is really tough and kind of comes in waves for me. I've noticed again with the second time around with Archie, it's been a little bit easier. It's been a little bit easier. I don't find myself having the same anxiety that I used to, but I think a lot of it just comes again with uh, a lot of mentality behind motherhood. And instead of allowing myself to kind of spiral and get worked up, I really just try to live in the moment, acknowledge the thought that I might've had, and then like continue on. So say that it's like, oh my gosh, I, I just had a, a thought that I dropped Archie down the stairs. I, I acknowledge that I had that thought and then I kind of like affirm myself and I just say, but you didn't, you're a great mom and we're going to be, we're going to go down the stairs slower. You know what I mean? Like I kind of like affirm, like, uh, you know, maybe I'm scared. I'm going to get in a car accident. Hey, 
I'm not going to get in a car accident because I'm not a distracted driver. I'm going to make sure that my phone is off and put away so that I can be the best driver for my kids. So it's like, I kind of like just talk to myself about why what I'm scared of is not going to occur and what I'm going to do to make sure it does not. Um, so I hope that that can help just kind of like reframing the thought that you had. Um, you know, okay, here's, here's another one. I just want to give this last one last example, because this is something that I struggled with a lot was Maddox stopping like breathing at night. I remember like being very worried that he was just going to stop breathing in his sleep. Um, mostly because I, you know, saw that happen in the NICU. One way that I affirmed that when I was like, you know, up every minute trying to look at his chest, I was like, you know what? No, he's okay because you're following safe sleep. There is no blankets in there with him. There's nothing he could suffocate on. He is smart. He is a baby and he knows how he needs to breathe, you know? And so it was like that kind of calmed my nerves and allowed me to like go back to sleep. Um, Okay. Someone says, how do you bring, how do you bring one home to a toddler? Tips and tricks. Girl, I had no, I had no, I have no tips for you. I just, I don't, I I literally just brought Archie home. was like, here Maddox, welcome. Um, luckily Maddox was super inviting. Um, he was a little bit confused at first because like Archie would cry and he'd kind of be like, what is that noise? Um, but I think just getting him involved early was very important. So like when I changed his diapers, like Archie's, I'd be like, Oh, like we're changing baby brother's diapers. Like we're changing Archie's diapers. Let's go find Archie a new outfit. Let's go find baby brother an outfit. Like I was just always very verbal about like what we're doing and how we're helping. And now Maddox cannot keep his fucking hands off of him. So I think a lot of it comes with just the maturity and like aging of a child to like be more involved. But with the age that I brought them home, Maddox was 20 months, Archie, obviously newborn. I don't think there was much that I needed to do before then. Um, I guess I have heard people in that same time gap kind of struggle a little bit, but I think the more that you just kind of like, Hey, here's our new life. Um, the more that they also just, they adapt because they don't sense you're stressed. And it's just kind of like, Hey, like new newness, woohoo, like let's go. Um, and also I, I did make sure like always involve Maddox and I baby wore baby wear a baby war Archie a lot. So I could still do stuff with Maddox. Um, and he didn't feel like left out or like it wasn't out of the norm, I guess. Um, last question is, okay. Yes. Oh, someone says if you're able to get guests on the pod, I'd love to hear from those who work out of wait, work out. Oh, work out of the home. Sorry. How they manage their time, et cetera. Teachers, nurses, all that. I totally agree. Um, I have quite a few people, um, lined up for the podcast, um, from who I met this past weekend. And I think it would be really fun to hear from someone who does have like a, you know, nine to five or someone who is like extremely busy. And how do they manage that? How do they take care of themselves? Um, all things combined. I think that is a great idea. So, um, overall, you know, again, kind of just catching up on like motherhood, guilt, mom, guilt, all that. But I'm, I'm just so excited for this new, like turn leaf turn, I guess for me, because I feel like for now two over, you know, two and a half years, almost, I've kind of played this card of like, well, I'm a mom now. So I guess this type of stuff I just can't do for a while, you know? 
Um, but it's actually been really cool to now be able to see how I can still be me and how I can still enjoy my life and how I can still be the cool me, so to speak, and like have cute outfits and do my makeup and go out and enjoy everything. And so I'm just like really proud of me stepping out of not just my comfort zone as like me, you know, as me does be, but also my, my comfort zone of motherhood, you know, like knowing that I can go out and pump and still be a badass, you know, and still be my, my typical funny, goofy self. It, it was just really cool. And again, I hope that me doing that can inspire so many of you to number one, not be scared to have kids does not mean that your life is over. Number two, if you are nursing, if you are pumping, go fucking do shit, queen. You do not need to be at home. You do not need to be at home. We need to start splitting duties, okay? And have those have those conversations of help and what you expect of each other and how you can be your best selves, okay? And um, lastly, you know, pumping sucks, but I think it only sucks for me because I had a very traumatic experience going into it. Like I never really planned on ever pumping in my life until Maddox was born. And that was just like a really traumatic experience. So I kind of equate that to it, but my relationship with my pump, it's kind of sounds silly, but it's healing. You know, I'm finding my pump to not be so daunting because now I'm seeing that it allows me freedom. And so again, it's really cool to see that, that mindset kind of shift around it. So Anyways, I hope you guys love this episode. Next week, I really want to talk about time management, um, kind of going into those things. So make sure you stay tuned to Brunch with Desby Instagram. I might have like a question box on there or share some other stuff. And with the whole Dottie situation, guys, I will definitely keep you updated if something changes, all right? Mind you, I do record on Wednesdays, all right? Please, please, please share my podcast with someone. Please go to Dear Media. They're a podcasting media company go tag my podcast in like every one of their posts, please. It's literally just dear media on Instagram. I would love to be on a platform so bad. I just don't have the connections. You know what I mean? So if any of you guys also, if you, if you work with any music festivals, hit me up. I'm here to shake my ass for anyone. All right. I hope you guys have a great Sunday and we will chat next week.